What's up, y'all? Um, it's Micaiah, and we're here with All in Our Girl, and today we'll be talking about an exploration of feminism and womanism uh, through music rap artists such as Megan Thee Stallion, Beyonce, and Cardi B. Here with me, you know, we have our other partners. So it's Corey. Hello, everybody. This is Nalani. So, I'm just going to jump right into it. So, um, I have, talking about Beyonce, I feel like she really started, not started, but out of the three artists that we're going to talk about today, she's the oldest, and she might have probably influenced some of the other two, and, you know, all these artists are all influenced by older artists, such as, you know, Missy Elliott, you have Lauren Hill, you have, even when Queen Latifah was rapping, but they really brought their own wave into making women, specifically black women, feel more involved, more um, wanted, and inspired them to be more independent in this society where black women are often brought down. And they like to say that um, when referring to black women, it's not really sexism because it's sexism and racism combined. So it's not the same as talking to a, a, a white female or something of the sort. So just like knowing how these women have really inspired our generation is a really big thing. Um, and I know that all three of them have done so much. And even though like Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B are more on the newer side, we've learned so much from them and their music is always showing us we can be ourselves. It's okay to be black women. Um, and just really pushing the limits of society to make everyone, including black women, feel welcome. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> Excuse me. And like you said, with Beyonce being the pretty much the influencer on younger generations coming up and not just her creativity, but her drive and how motivated she is to help other people. And she doesn't give up no matter what. She keeps going and doing things in different avenues with music and fashion and just screen television and movie. And so I'm pretty sure that has an impact on other artists and they can do it too. Um, I, feel, I feel like... Um when you talk about Beyonce, you kind of just have to recognize the the overarching theme of what she's done for women in general. You look at her coming from Destiny's Child and then making her own label with Jay-Z and then continuing to put out these albums that relate to the Black woman, give them empowerment, like formation you said that that was a that was an era within itself talking mm -hmm. about I just just yes an era of empowerment like women felt like they they just were were empowered and you you think about how that affects the generation today and it's it's amazing because you see confidence you see you see people thinking of themselves more more strongly they're they're pushing back on that male dominance that we have in this in the music industry that was there before, but now it's it's more contained because we have women who are just like, this is not right. 
And that that's partly because of some of the things that Beyonce has done for the community, especially even with these clothing lines. We see Ivy Park, it, even though, yes, there are clothes for men, it originally was a, a clothing line for women, for women to feel like they had a, a deal that was respectable around the whole clothing industry. Like she's just done a lot and you can't, you can't not say she hasn't. And of course there's always those critics that will say like, Oh, well, what did Beyonce do for the community? Well, actually she's done a lot and you can't discredit that in any way. I agree. And like, you know, Beyonce is one of those people who is, you know, extraordinary because she not only, you know, is into music, she has so, she's been an actor in so many movies, major movies. She's even created her own movie, um, Black is King. So she's an actress, a singer, an entrepreneur. Uh, she models, like you said, her, her fashion line, while still having three kids of her own at a and they're all pretty young and Mm -hmm. not even with that she also is like a spokesperson for other major brands such as pepsi and l'oreal and she's just done a lot and with her her own company parkwood entertainment and she's just really went above and beyond because and people always say like uh especially with her formation and everything like that they were saying like when did beyonce get political uh you know, when did she start advertising all these like feministic and womanistic um, ideals? And then mm-hmm. you realize she's always been that way. She's always been pushing the limits and trying to inspire women through everything she's done. So the people who are like, oh, so why is she just not doing this now? They don't really understand that that was always the goal and that was always her intention. And right. even if it may not always portray in her music, because it does a lot of the time, but even if it doesn't always, she does it some way in the community by helping out. Like um, when the coronavirus hit, she had testing set up. She had hazmat suits given out to people in her hometown of Houston, Texas. So she was doing a lot and she's always doing a lot to constantly help all black people so and just people in general so yeah yeah absolutely and like you said about her being or how people say she's being more political now and like you said she's been that way since the beginning and i think with her just the way she's getting in depth with the political conversation like before i think it was more surface level of conversation with, yeah. you know, how women are treated, how black women are treated. And then I also think with her having a child of her own, that's created some more interest in her or has, sure. has sparked a different feeling like, okay, I have a child, I have a black daughter and I have to make sure that, you know, she that she understands how the world sees her and to know, okay, I'm sure if my little black girl will feel this way, others do, and I want to give them something to be, you know, extra proud of and to see that, you know, they're good, that they're good and they don't need any validation, but they know that they're good. And like you were saying with that, like um, in her homecoming album, that she released in 2019 
Blue Ivy, her daughter, was like a big portion in that. Like she um, put her daughter as one of the producers and she also had like a part in the album and like the movie. She kind of made like a movie on Netflix like called Homecoming. That was just basically the concert with some background videos. It was like her daughter singing and her daughter was like, mommy, I want to be like you, you know? So Mm -hmm. it was really inspirational. That is. I kind of forgot about that whole thing. That's terrible. Yeah, the whole homecoming. And like, in my opinion, the homecoming album was my favorite just because it kind of combined all of her greatness from all of the different albums that she's released since her first album in 2003, Dangerously in Love, to, you know, Formation. And then we have Lemonade. Lemonade, Mm -hmm. probably one of her like most powerful feministic empowering albums out there with so many points and then you even have the album before lemonade you know um beyonce she named her album after her which is not a common thing especially not for a female to do so Mm -hmm. um i felt like through especially through her albums and going back to lemonade like there was even parts where it inspired other people like um Miriam Bell from Billboard says, and she gets more personal and she gets more political. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. Malcolm X says early in the film in archival footage, uh, this is a movie made by a black woman starring black women and for black women, especially for herself and her daughter, Blue. It shows that the personal journey she's been on and the sort of awakening and remarkable brings the, review- the viewer on the same journey. And she did. She put in a lot of background people, Malcolm X, she put, um, she supports the LGBTQ um, community. She put some um, people in there and just a lot of different voices, inspiring voices from today or from the past to really get her point across and make it quite obvious what she's trying to say. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm just thinking of like some of like the lyrics, um, from her Lemonade album, like, uh, and don't hurt yourself, she says, and keep your money, I got my own, keep a bigger smile on my face, being alone, like, she's basically saying, like, I can do this by myself, you know, like, I'm doing well for myself, like, you know, I don't really need a man, I don't really need you people, I can handle Mm -hmm. my own, and then in Daddy's Lessons, she says, tough girl's what I had to be, he said, take care of your mother, watch out for your sister, and oh, that's when he gave to me, with his gun held high, he told me not to cry. Oh, my daddy said, shoot. And I felt like that one was really inspiring because it's like she almost made herself sound like she's the son of a family. You know, you're right. in some old town, like, you know, dad told her, you know, take care of your mother, you know, watch out for your siblings. And he told her to shoot. Like, and she's like portraying herself as the strong woman she is and showing that females can be that head of the household the one the family depends on um, and do it themselves and get to business and handle their business. And so I felt like, especially in that Lemonade album, she was very inspirational. Mm-hmm. So yes. What was, you, what was y'all like? Do you have like a favorite song, like like feministic song from Beyonce that really like pushed you guys and was like, oh my God, like she's going in. 
Mm. Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> I know. She has so many good ones. Beehive, oh. bless me. What'd you say? Beehive, bless me right quick. I'm about to, I'm about to turn up. <laughs> I'll tell you guys who I buy. I think my favorite, uh, like, empowering song is Me, Myself, and I. Oh, yeah. She just, you know, she can do it by herself. And I think that song really stuck out to me. And I knew the song, but I didn't really know it before mm-hmm. she did it in her Homecoming album. And then I really loved the way she played it in her Homecoming album. And then I just went back and started listening to it. Because, you know, in her Homecoming album, all the songs sound a little bit different. But because uh, yeah. she kind of like made it more lit. And then, but I listened to the actual song too. And I just love how it's just like, me, myself, and I, that's all I got in the end, is what I found out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, yeah. that from now on, I'm going to be my own I'm best, best friend. friend. Right. And <laughs> exactly. I just, like, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> I know. You know. That is so true. Because, like, sometimes, like, I'm always, you know, doing my own little thing not really doing much of other people and so that song is kind of like okay it's okay right <laughs> to just do your own thing it's not right. a problem it's not a bad thing exactly especially that song came out pretty early it was one of her earlier songs you know it wasn't yeah. like she was having kids and all this stuff like you know that was early Beyonce so mm-hmm. for her to put out that was pretty good Right. I don't even know if she was with Jay-Z at the time. Or maybe right. she was. I don't know. Who knows? Cause, but yeah, and then people criticize her a lot of the time saying, you know, like a lot of her songs are about like pleasing Jay-Z and stuff like that. But like, I feel like even that is still woman empowerment because she's saying she can do what she wants to her man and say what she wants about it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, she doesn't have to be confined. That's what I was about to say. Like, a, a lot of people say that she's like i don't even know like trying to please like appease her man but not nah, you know, like she she over here telling y'all like i do this for my man and that's because right. i got house i do what i want right if i please him i'm gonna do what i want that's that's empowering itself you can't can't dodge that exactly right and that's her I mean, husband <laughs> her name ain't queen b for no reason you know yeah people don't refer to her as the queen just for any other reason, she is like the person that we we look up to and that really like helps guide us through all things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I really loved her and I feel like she inspired other artists such as like Megan B, um, yeah, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. And now we have all these great female rappers and even though those are only three, we have so many more, you know? Yeah. they're becoming we're getting more female artists every day you know we're we're learning more and all these people are i feel like thankful we got them from older artists and beyonce is not like completely in those older artists group you know who inspired this generation but she's part mm-hmm. of it for sure she's definitely part of it oh yeah because she started at such a young age with mm-hmm. Destiny's child so Yep. Yep. And I'm sure that's a lot of pressure on her too, because she knows, okay, I have a huge, huge, huge following, a huge right. influence. And so 
I'm sure that's another driving force for her to just be that political um, statement sometimes because she knows people are watching her. Mm -hmm. I feel like she is socially responsible, politically responsible, and uses her platform um, for more than, you know, boosting her own ego, um, Mm -hmm. making more money for herself. She really uses it to spread awareness. And we have to do that. When you have a platform that big, you have to do that. You have to use your voice to reach, you know, all the nooks and crannies of our country because you know people are listening to you. They're not going to listen to, you know, their friend down the street or some little local rapper as much as they're going to listen to this major person who's made a name for themselves, you know, established their self in our society. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that is true. It makes a lot of sense for her. It yeah, does. I, think, I mean, her being not only just a woman, a black woman. I right. think it's it's a it's always a quick thinking when you see criticism. You're just like, oh well, it, is this actually good? Well, of course it is. Like you can't if you look at the music, you see she's done an amazing job. She's done well for her community. Mm-hmm. She brings things to the table. You can't discredit her just because one, she's black, and two, she's a woman. That that like that misogynism just needs to leave for real. Because you you can't. I I've never talked about Beyonce and not said she's a queen. Mm-hmm. That there and said, oh well, this album was just straight trash. No, right. She mm-hmm. <laughs> her songs are amazing. The things she's done. In the music industry is amazing. He, the people who discredit that it just kind of becomes a misogynistic thing, like not even about the artist itself, about the whoever. I guess they don't like, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. that we live in a society that's like that, but that's how it is sometimes. Right. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. It is. And so, like, I was reading this article from Billboard, and it was saying, um, the author said, men in love are focused, but she makes sure to let us know that those songs are also about empowerment. There's even a spoken word passage in Flawless from a Nigerian feminist that calls for young girls to lean in and be more than someone's wife. So she's always, you know, putting her own little twist in, uh, you know, helping the, the world. And even in her 2014 VMA performance, um, she had a 15-minute medley, and in while she was singing Flawless, uh, she had lines from a poet, I'm going to butcher this name, but it's like Chamanda Nagoza Adachi, and she had on the screen, we should all be feminists, and she had the word feminist, bright, center, you know, the lights were off, so all you see is feminist, and because people really make fun of her for being like a known feminist. Most mm-hmm. artists, you know, they're not, they're, they're like, you know, they believe in feminism and womanism, but they don't have their name out as a feminist. And she really just takes that label and uses it as her own and runs with it. <laughs> right. And that's another thing with her. She's not apologetic for it she's like i'm truthful to what i believe 
and my morals. And it doesn't matter what you think or anything. <laughs> That's just how I feel because it's morally right. Exactly. It just makes sense to just make, just respect women. <laughs> All women, black women as well. Just respect us and, you know, it's okay to feel that way about yourself sometimes. <laughs> I agree completely. Yeah. Megan yeah. the Stallion, she's been blowing up the scene, especially with her her new album that she just dropped. Yes, I, listen to it. I need to not go hold. I've listened to the whole album, and let me tell you, is it great? It's it really great. I mean, I'm. I mean, I already love Megan. She always gets me lit. Um, but. This album was better, and I was watching this little thing on YouTube last night, and it was saying, I guess she, like, recorded it before she dropped her album, and she mm. was saying um, how her, this is the first time out of all of her, like, albums that she felt like this was an actual album, because she got to really sit down, you know, with quarantine and everything, and put out the music that she wanted to put out and focus on it uh, really well. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like it was great. Like that whole album. I'm trying to think. Let me let me count. I got one, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs off her album on my playlist right now. Yeah, and yeah. Like, many- I like even I like even more songs than that. It's just those are those songs that I I vibe with the most, so I put them on my playlist. But it's really good. Okay, I'm adding it. <laughs> yeah, I have to listen to it. You should. Because. I know. Okay. Yeah. That's that's dead. That's there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, it's Meg. You got to. Yeah. But um yeah, no, Meg Stallion is definitely when you talk about black feminism and womanism, she right now is probably for me the the biggest standout person for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mainly because of all the controversy she's had over the years with her success. It's like as her success increases, the controversy also is, which is something that I personally have never seen before. When you talk about like criticist, anti-feminist, anti-womanist, people who I guess don't respect black female artists and male artists, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I think a, a prime situation would be the release of WAP. We see oh, yeah. yeah, we see major backlash for people talking about the music video and the song being over sexualized. But then if we're talking about the over sexualization of this song, why aren't we talking about the over sexualization of almost every other trap right. black male artist <laughs> song of up to date future? Hmm. Exactly. Future <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you got like Young Boy. I yeah, mean, you got, you, you got boy, all these. Young Boy goes in. Migos, like, like yeah, little baby, even. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the baby, <laughs> like right. baby saying some stuff, and you're like, hmm, hey, click with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like these yeah. dudes do not hesitate. Do not hesitate to talk about what they do in the bedroom. Right. They stand Girls, they do not hesitate to call a girl a bitch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But 
we see the backlash Meg got for this song, mm-hmm. her talking about some wet ass pussy. Right. And now, now you got comments and racists saying like, oh, this is whore mentality. This is hoe mentality. Well, what's this? Yeah. Y'all acting kind of crazy out here. Exactly. <laughs> it's human nature. <laughs> exactly. And I and the thing I love about Megan is, you know, people make fun of her sometimes for being so big, so tall. That's why her name is the stallion you know but she wears like a but every time i see her she's wearing like a bikini top and mm-hmm. some little shorts i've even seen her in concert and she wore the same thing no matter where she is she always has her a new waist front wig on you know she has her nails done she really is proud of her body and mm-hmm. she was saying when she was on there's on her new album there's a song called body and she was saying when she was writing that song she was just like looking in the mirror like looking at her body like loving herself looking at how much she loved her her curves and her hips and you know all of her good futures and she said so that's what influenced her song and i felt like that was a really big thing because um a lot of women don't really love their bodies and so in her music video she made sure she said to have all different types of body types so that we can see you know that there's no one body type that you're supposed to have you know Mm -hmm. you can be anything like anything it doesn't size doesn't matter height doesn't matter if you have a bust in the front or the back it doesn't matter you know just embrace what you have because it's just you got to love yourself and that's one that's what i really love about megan right yeah. and she's she's just she's that one like exactly and i feel like i heard i only heard of megan for the first time i feel like through her tina snow album back in mm. 2018 um she had put out big old freak yeah and uh tina montana i also heard that one a little bit in freak nasty those were the songs i i first like heard but big old freak was definitely like my first song and i was like because i had heard her i don't know if you guys watch these but i watch um sometimes the double xl where it's just like the hottest rappers of the year they get to like spit like a a little verse real quick and freestyle it uh just like you know just like it's just like a variety of artists and they just choose different artists every year and so i watched her i thought it was like i thought it was dope and then but i didn't like know who she was you know i didn't know know who she was but then after big old freak and her tina snow album i heard a song with her and wale called pole dancer Mm -hmm. i really liked that song too and then that's when the next year she dropped Fever, and then that's when everybody was kind of like, you know, because that's where you have, like, uh, you have Reeler, Cash It, you know, Simon Says, uh, Sex Talk, like, you know, those other songs that were really popping uh, last year. And then, you know, this year she dropped two albums, Sugar, which was her really big song, but, you know, she had Captain Hook and Savage on it. And then, you know, with her new album, Good News, mm-hmm. she's doing the thing. You're doing I the mean, thing. Just, two years. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they're just going. And it's just because she's being real. She's not sugarcoating anything. She's just telling it like it is. And people like that. It's refreshing, I think, for a lot of people. Because mm-hmm. they're like, okay, I don't have to be too censored sometimes. It's okay to 
put a little sauce on some stuff, you know, right. just go in, be true, don't hide it. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's just human nature to, you know, to have those feelings and to do those things. It's not, it shouldn't be something to be ashamed of. Yeah. And I like how she promotes that. Like, don't be afraid to so to show your sexual side. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, a flip on expression. Takes uh, mm-hmm. on, like, she takes on that sexuality. She takes on that that body shaming, and she flips it over his head. You, like, these songs are very empowering. You talk about. Um, what that that song she came out with the baby and uh i forgot the name of the song but they were they were both talking about very sexual things and you got all these criticists talking about how it shouldn't be a song are you talking about um cash it huh cash it with the baby from her fever album yeah yeah Yeah. like and, and but like they're not considering how this is normalizing women being able to talk about that type of thing and it not just be men or they're not considering how this is an avenue for women to love their bodies because this girl on this album is able to say whatever she wants to about her body and she's okay with it like mm-hmm. i feel like we consider that the the intellectual levels that meg shows in her songs is way higher than this media tries to portray. They mm-hmm. try to make this woman seem like she's dumb. Like, and she's yeah. ab- uh, right. she, she's very intelligent because one, she just she's going back to college while she's doing all this. Yep, TS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, HBC, she's she's doing her thing. Yeah, and yeah. Two, she she knows that her music is empowering women. She knows that this sexualization and this this body empowering and the vulnerability she puts out in her songs is creating a foundation for women that will go on for years. She knows that. And so like you I don't know. It's this topic. Uh, and it's with true. Her, with her um I think I don't remember exactly who the thing was, but I think it was like Jimmy Kimmel. Or she went on some TV show and she created a whole performance and at the end of the performance she had like Black Lives Matter up on the screen and really like putting out like, you know, a political side of things and she's even had shout outs from Kamala Harris and Joe Biden acknowledging um, what she does in society to help people go out and vote, um, creating opportunities and, you know, Houston probably is loving it right now, you know. Yes. You know, <laughs> both from Texas, Houston, you know, they really doing their thing there. And I feel like people, even through her, outside of her music, she's still showing um, all the things that she can do. And even on the Time magazine, she was in the top 100 most influential people of, you know, this, you, this, like generation this era so and that's not just artists you know that's just like a hundred people of all different ventures and avenues um Mm -hmm. and she was on that list she was on the front page of that paper actually and so and then you also think about like her other things like she knows she's partnered with revlon 
she's uh doing her own makeup she has like um she has like you know her clothing too and she just does a lot of stuff she even has i'm pretty sure she has a scholarship fund because yep. she's in college and so she has a scholarship fund that i think she just announced the winners like in this past week uh giving them money to pursue their dreams just like she went to pursue her dreams and i think it was her uh i don't i'm trying to think which album was it i think it was either her fever album or her sugar album where she was writing her album at tsu like in college like she'd just be sitting there in i guess in class or when she left class and writing her album and she was really multitasking and getting her thing done and doing what she had to do and making not only a name for herself but educating herself while still inspiring all of this generation through things like TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and you know and I feel like sometimes we look over her just people artists who are newer to the scene because she is newer to the scene but we just have to take everything that she's saying because what she's saying is true and she's really trying to help um women empowerment and black women empowerment and i just love that for us mm-hmm. i agree yeah mm-hmm. it's 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 amazing when you see artists like megan the stallion come up and she's been in it for a while in the industry for a, for a while but i think she mm-hmm. really started getting recognition like like two years ago maybe mm-hmm. mainstream mm-hmm. recognition and so it's just amazing to see how far she's gone. And I think, because didn't she win? I believe she won an AMA too. Let me see. Or she, at least she was nominated. But I think she had yeah, won one. Her best new artist, but um, Doja Cat got that. Okay. Okay. But she's had like top albums and stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, about to say. Oh, uh, I feel like. Well, I I have a question, but it, I I gotta explain a couple things first before I get to the question. Okay. Okay. So, um, of course, Meg recently got into that situation with Tory Lanez, and mm-hmm. yeah, the whole. Huh. I saw the video. Yeah. Yeah. Saw the video. Yeah. And he saw. Shot her foot, and there's all this action that comes into play, and we see all these comments talking about what they think is happening, what uh, the other points are happening. But I think, um, and I have my brother to thank thank for this because I wasn't even thinking about it like this before. But I feel like that situation was horrible, not only because of the surface reasons of her foot being shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg being a black woman and these people discrediting her side of the story mm-hmm. and the public taking her comments and assertions and even her trying to, even though she just got shot in the foot, try and make sure that they get home by saying that glass had shattered and hit her foot because they are indeed black people in a car and police just pulled up on them. Right. Mm-hmm. I, um, 
there is there's something to be said about what the world depicts as equal when it comes to when it comes to black people and not only black women and um i think it's also uh convenient that we discredit this black woman and it parallels the situation of Breonna Taylor that happens at the same time. We, um, I mean, y'all know, like Breonna Taylor, this black woman who died horribly and got discredited the exact same way. And the only difference is that like the stallion is alive. Breonna Taylor exactly. is gone and Breonna Taylor has still not gotten justice and like the stallion has still not gotten justice for the situation that shouldn't even be this confusing. We, right. like, we see Tory Lanez putting out a whole album talking about what... Dragging her. Yeah, dragging her on the floor. And we see... We, we just... I, I guess we just see the same ideals against Breonna Taylor go to Megan Thee Stallion, but people don't see it, see it as a problem. They see it like, oh, well, they both have their own side of the story. No, no, no. Right. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. Yeah, with the respect. And so my question would be through through what I've just said, do you guys like what is your take on the the anti feminism and the anti womanism that's going on right now? I feel like in America we have mm-hmm. cancel culture. Yeah. Where yes. we're quick to cancel someone without hearing their side of the story. And we people just assume that, oh, he couldn't have done this. She's lying about it. You know what I'm saying? Which also doesn't make any sense just because at first Megan didn't say that she got shot in the foot. You know, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. kept that to herself. <laughs> um, she wasn't trying to ruin Tori's life, uh, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, put him out there like that. But he did. And then he went back and tried to deny it. And um, like, how do you deny shooting someone in the foot? You know, yeah. it just, it doesn't make any type of sense. And like you were saying with Breonna Taylor, it is similar. And, and I feel like sometimes we, well, not sometimes, you know, my mom's always told me black women are a double negative, you know, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that they're both black and they're both female. So like a double positive would be a white male. Uh, and so people just try to knock her down just because they assume that whatever she's saying is not true just because i feel like she's a female and that that they think that they should believe um both sides of the story but the truth will come out and i even think there's a court case pending right now um Mm. about what happened and they're gonna realize that tori did shoot her in the foot and then you know i feel like that's always a thing like when this happens like when um Offset cheated on Cardi B. People didn't believe it. When mm-hmm. there was accusations of Jay-Z cheating on Beyonce, they didn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? But when like the women come back and they really push and try to like put out there that this isn't okay. Like Megan the Stein was when Brianna Taylor, the uh I mean it's still Brianna Taylor's still thing, but like when it was in the heat, she was out there advocating um Beyonce. Uh, one year at the VMAs, she brought the mothers of um, three P- 
people who had died from police brutality. I can't think of the specific names. I think it was, she brought Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, and then there were some other kids, mom, I can't remember, who she brought with her. And so I feel like she did a good job of turning the situation around and really just making a positive outlook on it and still, because after that, she partnered with some major companies. She got a makeup deal and then she dropped an album. So mm-hmm. she done big things, kind of like, just like turned the whole situation around and was positive about it, which I really loved. Yeah. Right. Right. And I, I agree with you on all of that. And it's unfortunate and sad to see. And I know the other night there was a special, um, I believe it was on ABC about the Breonna Taylor case. And the, the thing that struck me the most, well, there was a lot, but there was two things that struck me the most. And the first one was her boyfriend had came out and said, you know, his girlfriend was shot and she's not moving. And, you know, he, he wants the police to go check on her. And I know a police officer says she didn't give an A. She, she didn't finish it, but she didn't give, she didn't care. And then the police officer that was shot in the leg, they took him to the hospital. He got the bullet out and everything. And Brianna Taylor was still in her apartment on the ground dead. And I was like, they did all of that. She's still lying there. She's dead. There could have been a possibility of saving her. You never know. But she was just laying there dead. And then another thing that got me, was when they started to blame her for the for the shooting, saying that oh, yeah. she was affiliated with um, transporting mm-hmm. drugs and all of that. And it's like, no, she, <laughs> no, she was a part of the criminal justice system. I believe she was trying to be, um, was it like the MIT? I know she was trying to be something, yeah, right. And so I'm like, she wouldn't do that to jeopardize her career. And that's the sad part, especially with black women, how the stereotypes fall on us and it prevents us from getting respect from people in situations like this. And it's, yeah, it's just so sad because it's like, oh, well, the reason this happened to Megan the Stallion was because she provoked him or she did something to cause him to shoot her in the foot. And it's like, why does it have to be some provocation for that to yeah. happen? And even if they had an altercation or some sort of argument, that doesn't mean you should shoot someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's weird because I think for me looking at the situation, like, I was, my initial thinking was like, okay, well, when are y'all going to believe her? What is it going to take for y'all to believe her? Because me hearing that somebody got shot in the foot, that's, that's quick. I'm like, okay, well, he did that. They, like, you, y'all you can't say he didn't do that. That's a foot. You, you can't. Exactly. Got to be aiming for the foot to shoot in the foot. Yeah. Um, but to, I'm, I'm just like, what when when will it become that we believe this is woman like mm-hmm. does she have to be dead for us to, to sit there and say tori did right mm-hmm. hey guy because I, 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 I see 
I see no disconnect. They're like, okay, she got shot in the foot. Y'all don't believe her. What if she got shot in the chest? Would y'all believe her? If she if she died, right. then would mm-hmm. you? I don't, I don't. I'm like grieving over her, but she yeah. Definitely. Right. And, you know, Cardi B, I feel like she's gone through a lot of that too, you know, because people make fun of her for being from the hood, mm-hmm. you know, they made fun of her teeth, then she got her teeth fixed, you know, then mm-hmm. they make fun of her, her whole body and the way she talks and some people call her childish and they just, they just really go in to these female artists and I feel bad that they do that, you know, like who, what, first of all, what gives you the right exactly. to, to have an opinion, to say, <laughs> all these negative things to bring these women down. And then second of all, it's just like, why? What is your purpose of doing this? What are you gaining out of doing this? And Mm -hmm. that's absolutely nothing because only thing I could possibly think of you gaining is you are making these women seem stronger because they just ignore you. They push you to the side. They step on you like an ant. They, they They just completely obliterate you. And it's just like, okay, so you did absolutely nothing. And for what? For what? Mm-hmm. I exactly. love Cardi B's background. I just want to say that because I think... She came from nothing. Yeah, she came yes. from... Yes. She, she's like, she's a part of stripper culture, most exactly. definitely. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think looking at her now and seeing where she come from, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing to it's- talk someone's journey she's she's the prime example she came from nothing and went up to something she's a political figure now yes i mean i truly believe cardi b had a huge influence impact on people going out and voting because she stressed that to the max on her social media platforms speaking to candidates like bernie sanders and we'll talk with him Right, exactly. And him and Joe Biden just conversating with them and letting them know, okay, you have a platform to speak on and what are you going to do for the people of the country and how are you going to fix what Donald Trump has really just messed up? Exactly. But um, she she has, oh, her story is amazing. I really hope she down the line does a, a movie. Because it is great. Like, of course, she was raised in the Bronx and how she was raised by her grandmother. And I didn't know she was in a gang. She was a blood. I, I, like, I didn't know that, what? but I can kind of tell that from one of her songs. It's like all red. Everybody's like way wearing too much red. So yeah. Right. I was like, what? I don't know why that was surprising to me. It was like, wow, she she did it all. Right. And of course, how you said she became a stripper and everything. And she said how that being a stripper, it helped to pay for her schooling. And yeah, how, right, right. And how it got her out of some trouble. You know, and from abusive relationships. She said she was in an abusive relationship at the time. And being a stripper 
just took her out of that equation and put her away from that person for a while. And so Mm -hmm. it was like a safe haven at the same time for her. And how, right, and how she just uses these platforms and these experiences that she went through to, to shine a light on that life for one and be honest about it and say, okay, yeah, being a stripper has all of these stereotypes, but there's also some perks to it and there's reasons behind it. It's not just women wanting to do this because it's fun. Some may, but a lot of them do it, you know, for educational purposes, trying to pay for their schooling or if they have any kids trying to pay for, you know, their things and their, um, like if they're young, for example, right. having to pay for their diapers and all of that, that stuff is expensive. Right. And she uses that to like get out, you know, lots of, they do it to get out, get off the streets, um, make a better life for themselves. And in her album, Invasion of Privacy, mm-hmm. my, I think my favorite song that many people probably don't know, it's called Get Up 10. It's the first song on the album. And the hook goes like, I get, I get, hold on, how's it go? One second, okay, it goes, I get knocked down nine times, but I get up ten, and it's just like, I feel like it's a really inspiring song, and some people don't see Cardi B as always been, like, the most inspiring person, but if you really listen to her lyrics, she is, like, get up ten, um, be careful, ring mm-hmm. with Kalani, um, through your phone, like, she makes some really good music and it's not all just about, you know, her freaky little side and cause you know, Cardi B can be a little freaky and that's yeah. <laughs> because Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, I feel like are almost in the same as they take their body and they run with it. They're not afraid to show it, shake it, move it. Um, they do what they want. All right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I really love about Cardi B and, I feel like she's more inspired, not more inspiring, but she's she has a more inspiration to more people just because she's also Hispanic. So mm-hmm. she's inspiring the black community while she's also inspiring the Hispanic community. And she's, like you said, I feel like when artists have a child, they change like you were saying with Beyonce. And I feel like same with her is like, I feel like we hear more of a political and social awareness and we're like she's almost like more socially responsible now that she has a daughter she's still cardi b she's still gonna be her same you know bronx self you know living her best life and everything but Mm -hmm. she's done more and that's what i really really love about cardi b exactly exactly and i remember seeing her on love and hip-hop new york that that Love & Hip Hop franchise. I've only seen clips of it. <laughs> yes, it, it was, she was hilarious on that show. Yeah. Like, she made it the best it could be. But um, just how, even with that show, you could see her integrity. Because a lot of those shows try to break you down and make you seem worse than what you are. But she, she had, like, a, a strategy to mm-hmm. me that okay she she's on this platform to promote herself and what she can give and musically and how she's just an amazing individual 
at the same time. And even when people would disrespect her on the show, she would try to she would try to make sense of it all and be the bigger person and they'd just push her a bit. But um she I love how she has grown from then and how she she doesn't hide away from that truth either. Like she admits, yeah, I was on the show, I was doing this and that, but she has learned from it and has grown. And I mean, look how huge she is now. It's amazing. Right. I like. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that where someone can go from a reality TV show like Love and Hip Hop and become such a huge star like that right. so fast. Like for a for a time, I was kind of concerned for. Her. I'm like, okay, this is <laughs> happening really fast. Like, is she good? Because this is a huge transition from being on Love and Hip Hop and then going to perform at the AMAs and at the the Billboard Awards and the Grammys. That's a lot of pressure in such yeah. a quick in such a quick fashion. Yeah, and I all these women, they're so empowering and you know we talk about black feminism and you know by definition black feminism is you know the experience of black women gives rise to a particular understanding of their position in relation to sexism class oppression and racism and you know they have to go through so much but they really push through um the barriers and they knock down walls to make this country a better place for women, black women, LGBTQ, uh, trans lives. Um, they really do what they need to do. And, you know, Nicole Heller at the Gettysburg College, she goes, the black female body is encouraging self-love and appreciation. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we don't have enough of that in our black community, not just you know, from white people or anything like even black males sometimes don't really appreciate the black female body. And um, I feel like these women really make it known and put it out there and really make us all just want to sit there and realize we are powerful. We are strong. We are independent. And our self-love is just as important as any other love that we give or receive and that we should receive the same amount of love that we give because we are very loving and that everything that we do is powerful and equal. And a lot of equality is put out there because we are not very equal in society and Mm -hmm. they try to knock us down a lot. And that's just black people in general right there, you know, so I feel like they use their platform so wonderful that it's just, it's inspiring to people of all races and all sexes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And just like you said, how it empowers black women, because I know like for me being a black woman, and seeing them and being it, them speaking their minds and stuff, I've always admired that because 
I would intentionally just kind of, I don't know, how can I explain? I would put myself in a shell. Like I would just close up and keep quiet and not express how I really feel. Mm-hmm. And just seeing like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce just being truthful with themselves and not holding back and not needing validation, I think is a huge, huge deal that you're enough. Like you, you're enough. You don't have to do all of this stuff to get recognition and that you should love who you are no matter what, no matter what circumstance you may be in. it, It doesn't matter. You should appreciate yourself and what you can offer and who you are and and to not be ashamed of it. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, is it, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. It's, uh, it's one of those yeah. things. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you guys for tuning in to All In My Grill. I hope you guys enjoyed our exploration of womanism and feminism through these wonderful artists and we hope to see you guys next time